Hello out there, ladies. It's Rochelle with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff. Unabashed You is women talking about stuff. It's a place where we can be uniquely ourselves without apology. We want to be wise, to know our worth, and to enjoy whimsy. Isha is the real deal. She's had some tough chapters and is not hesitant to share some of them with us today and what she has learned through it all. She helps women fall in love with themselves from the inside out, and then she styles them from the outside in. Today, our guest is Isha. We have a really unique way that we met. More on that later. What I want you to know about her before we get started are the following descriptives that come to my mind when I think of her. Stylish, generous, encouraging, and devoted. Let's learn more. Welcome, Isha. Well, thank you so much. Ooh, I love an intro like that. Isn't that nice? (laughs) All the feel goods, right? Yeah, like just like, like, and that's you. And that's you. And, you know, entrepreneur and creative and hardworking and tireless and lovely and loving and kind. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. But now it's your turn in the get to know you section of this podcast Three words that you would use to describe oh. yourself. Mm, well, um, my these are my favorite words. <laughs> Great. And so they're what come to mind for everything inspiring, because I love that word. Authentic is definitely one of my favorite things in people. And I just love the word fabulous. And sometimes I just feel like I'm kind of over the top. <laughs> so maybe not <laughs> fabulous, like, like, oh, I'm so great. But just like, it's kind of over the top with me. <laughs> I think those words are perfect for you. Perfect. You are fabulous. You are inspiring. And you are authentic. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, and I love that. Okay, sometimes guests need to think about it a little bit. That's fine. But I love that you just quickly, quickly arrived at those words. Well, you know, I think part of it is, you know, and as we talk more about who I am, I'm huge into like just women falling in love with themselves and really being okay with talking about, hey, here's some of my great qualities. Here's some of the things about me that get me through in life. Here's some of the things that let me live a life, you know, a happy life and full of joy. And, you know, I love inspiring people and I love to be inspired. So that's really like a big thing to me. Authentic. I'll tell you, the older I get, the more important that that becomes because I want to be authentic. I want to be what you see is what you get. And I want to be surrounded by people like that as well. Amen. And then fabulous. Like I said, it's just playful and fun. Yes. And I oh, do. Yes. I love style and I love getting dressed up. And, and it just kind of goes with that whole, I love it. That whole kind it, of genre. It's so perfect. It's so you. I love that. All right. One of your favorite movies of all time could be from your childhood, late one you saw lately. I mean, just doesn't matter when. Just a, a movie that comes to mind that's a favorite. 
Okay, this will totally make you laugh, but it's the crow. The crow. The crow. I love scary movies, which okay. is so funny. My mom and I um, used to watch scary movies together, and the the crow. I, I don't know why, but I mean, I've probably seen that, and it's such a dark movie. And like you know me, I'm not a dark person, but I love this movie, and it's like. 20 some odd years now. Now is, okay, is that, okay, I never, I've never seen it because I, unlike you, do not like those kinds of movies. So is that, uh, like what's, isn't there some kind of history with that movie? Was somebody's last movie? Brandon Lee. Okay, so. Uh, he actually died in the movie. Okay, the making of, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and I okay. had a huge crush on him. So he okay. was kind of like my crush where, I even, like, so much as used to tell my ex-husband, I'm like, if he was still around, he'd be the man I could talk Okay, because uh, he, he was Bruce Lee's son, so Bruce this Lee's was, son. okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right, now that, that, that bears, I might have to explore that one a little bit. <laughs> Who would you want to be stuck in a target with overnight? You're not going to get any trouble. You're just, you just get to just, you know, you just get to kick back or, or go explore the store or just get to know each other or whatever. Who, who, who you know, is that person? It's funny because I think lots of different um, things pop into my mind, but I, I honestly have one super close girlfriend. Her name is Renee and she lives in Reno and like we have so much fun just doing nothing. And she is like one of these just talented, funny, like I could just see us. It'd be like a whole movie that they'd have to put out <laughs> from the security cameras at the end, because we really like when we're together, it's like we're in our own little bubble and we're our own little gang. Sometimes we call ourselves and we laugh because she's so much like me, authentic and real and loves people and loves to give back to the community. But, but we kind of laugh like we just would, we'd have way too much fun. Oh, we I love it. Literally explore the entire story. Oh, how, and how fun would that be? Oh, that's so great. And nobody around. I, I actually think it sounds amazing now. Now I kind of want it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now you're going to tell me three things about yourself. So two, two truths and a lie. Two things will be true. One thing will not be true. And I am tasked with deciding which one is the lie. Hmm. <sighs> See? Hmm. Uh-huh. You do get me thinking and get me stuck. Okay, let's see. So, I have a picture of myself with Elvis Presley holding me when I was a baby. I once rode on Ozzy Osbourne's tour bus. <laughs> I once called my parents from New York when I was underage. I had just taken off and went to New York on a, on a fun little trip with some friends. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isha, those are, you know what? Here's the thing. I can see them all being true. So the fact that I now have to whittle down, okay, Elvis Presley died Okay, Ozzy Osbourne's tour bus, went to New York, underage, before TSA, clearly. Okay, I'm going to go with Elvis Presley uh, holding you as a baby. 
you're actually correct. <laughs> when I said that, I don't know why that popped into my head, but my dad, my dad did meet him, so my dad has a picture. And and when I said it, I was like, what year did he die? So I was, was thinking, yeah. Am I even close? Yeah, I was thinking he died in the mid seventies. Yeah, I, I was born in seventy one. Okay, so, so thought, yeah. Well, yeah, Maybe so that was good. Hey, that was good one. That was a good one. I I almost went with that one as a truth, but in my head I thought well, maybe she was held not by Elvis Presley, but by somebody else. So that that, you know, the trick there. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now we have to hear about Ozzy Osbourne. Um, we have to hear about that. Oh, gosh. So my dad was a musician um, and still is a musician, an amazing musician. He actually played with Ike and Tina Turner when I was growing up and is in bands now with some of the guys from The Grateful Dead and some some guys from other heavy metal bands. So he's just like a really creative um, musician. And so I was always into music and I loved going to concerts and I was in Reno. I don't even know how old I was, 16, 17 years old. I was young and went to a concert and at that Time, they would like call you back like oh come backstage and so I know not not nice whatever you know yeah so you look good up, my girlfriend and I wound up getting on his bus and we drove over from Waller Event Center to a place called Delmar Station um, that used to be open there which is like where all the bands hung out and I remember seeing, like just being in awe that I'm on this bus with them and Ozzy was like kind of kept to himself but I remember we were like making baked potatoes in the microwave, like just weird. It was just so weird. Oh but we got to Delmar Station and he was introducing me to the guys from Whitesnake and like all these other bands. And I'm like, this is just like so whatever. You know, it was just so it was just kind of like one of those fun and it was innocent. So nothing yes. crazy happened. Uh, okay. It was more just like riding on the bus over there. But but yeah, it was it was Now were you a I teenager didn't... or a young adult? I was. A no, I think that I was probably 16 or 17 okay. years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then your final one, tell us uh, about that. Well, I, so again, growing up in a musician family, you're, you're exposed to a lot of elements and a lot of people. It's not the most ideal lifestyle for um, a young person. And so I was definitely a wild child. I mean, I was a wild girl <laughs> until I was about 18 years old, and I literally did. I did. I had a group of girlfriends, and um, one of their uncles was like, hey, I'll fly you all to New York, and then we'll go over to Miami, and I was like, I'm in. I was like 17 years old, and I remember calling Collect from a payphone wow. to tell my mom that I was in New York. So, you know, my son just turned 21 and every time I've had a problem with him and I'll call my dad and be like, dad, he goes, do you want me to remind you of what it was like trying to raise you? <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's so again, I was a wild child in my teenage years and I graduated high school early, like when I was 16 to six, 16 to 18 was just totally let loose. And then. And then a day, one day when I was 18, I woke up and I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with that whole lifestyle. And my, my life just became something completely different. And I've never looked back. Well, how amazing you had the, the fortitude and the insight and the instinct to really make that turn and that change. Yeah, it was, you know, um, you know, like I said, I was a partier and I drank a lot. And I had some things that happened to me growing up where I was bullied very heavily and so I wouldn't go to school because I was scared I was going to get in fights because oh, I would get in a lot of fights. It was really, it was really, really, really hard 
like it just breaks my heart when I hear people being bullied because I know what it feels like and it still has scars. I still have scars from it. Of course. And and um, I just wouldn't go to school and lucky enough I was smart enough that in Cal- the state of California at the time I grew up in Napa you could test out when you were 16 and you'd be the top 10% of your class so I tested out just went crazy and you know and I just I turned to drugs and alcohol and different things like to kind of medicate myself because I was just destroyed my self-esteem was destroyed and and it wasn't pretty it brought out a person that I can't even believe ever lived in me you know Mm -hmm. because I was mean I mean it made me mean and it made me turn into not the bully but very aggressive um, because I kind of found my power through that what I thought was my power and one day my brother he was a musician too my mom was there and the three of us were sitting there talking. He goes, come here, let's have a group hug. I'll never forget this. Come here, let's have a group hug. And he goes, this was my favorite part of my show last night. And I had zero recollection. I had no idea what he was talking about. And I remember thinking, I'm done. And I didn't have a drink for 10 years and I've never done drugs again since. Wow. So it was a big moment in my life. It was very just different. And I never looked back. Like I said, I I feel very fortunate that it was easy. It was easy for me, which is kind of a surprise. Right. right. You know, so it's just, it's funny how even going back to the word authentic, uh, hey, we all make mistakes. We all make choices that don't work. We all have parts of our past that maybe we're embarrassed or ashamed of, and we shouldn't be. It's what made us who we are. Mm -hmm. Every choice we make, whether it's bad or good, leads us up and and we're presented choices all the way through life that we can choose to do whatever we want with those pieces. Right. And I I chose to get my life together and it was the right choice. And And when you know better, you do better. Yeah. When you know better, you do better. So Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. As women, and I know that you're going to concur with us. I believe we struggle with worth. How do you counteract some of the mixed messages we receive about our worth? So my, um, you know, I, for what I do for a living, we haven't really talked about this, but I, I'm primarily a wardrobe consultant, but it's so much more than that. Um, I get to know women deeply and my passion is helping women find their confidence. And I always say, you know, I want to help women fall in love with themselves from the inside out. And then I'm going to style them from the outside in, right. Show them how. So that's kind of like something that I live by, but I feel like we, instead of spending the time getting to know ourselves and falling in love with parts of ourselves and being okay with saying, Hey, I'm authentic. I'm fabulous. I'm inspiring. Instead of that, it's like, Oh, I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm unworthy. You know, you find all the other things. So it takes active work to find your worth. And I don't know exactly why that is. I think things are kind of changing for women now. I feel like we're kind of seeing our worth and, and a little more empowered and not so embarrassed to say it and finding that balance because I think we went from where we didn't feel good about ourselves to, and then when reality TV came out, it was just like, oh my gosh, and now everybody's so over the top in love with themselves. And now I feel like we're finding some balance and even young women are finding some balance of like, it's okay for me to be me. I don't have to be that family. I don't have to be um, that. We're starting to find what are my own gifts and 
and skills and what's my contribution to the world. But, you know, do you remember like growing up, people tell you how you have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. And that's the truest thing in the world. Right. You have to. You have to be able to see the good. And when you see so much good in you, you kind of don't see any of the negatives anymore. You start seeing those things. So I always tell women, I'm like, when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say something fabulous to yourself. Like, good morning, fabulous. Hey, gorgeous. I don't even care what you look like. I don't even care what it is. But wake up and say something nice to yourself so that you can set the day, set the tone for the day where you get to just be graceful to yourself and mm-hmm. feel good. And that inspires others, right? Right. right. Because when we see women that are, and, and empowered is not my favorite word right now because I feel like it's like almost too extreme right now. But when I see a confident woman that has no cockiness to her whatsoever, it's just total like, yeah, I'm totally comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable with who I am and what I have to offer you. That is so beautiful. I don't mm-hmm. care how old you are what size you are, what color you are, none of that matters when you see that kind of beauty come out of a woman. Absolutely. She's just herself authentically. Yeah, that's exactly right. I agree with you completely. What is one of the wisest things anyone ever said to you? So could have been recent, long time ago. You might you maybe have 10 or 12 or 20, but just pick one and yeah. share it with us. No, I thought it. My mom the number one thing she used to tell me is treat others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So straight out of the Bible, do unto others as you want done unto you. And I have, I have, well, when I was younger, I wasn't so much like that, but I've lived my life like that. And I really do. Even when I get angry or upset over something or something bothers me, I try to think of that like, okay, wait a minute, what's really happening here? Mm-hmm. And so I really do try to live my life like that. I try to love on people because I want that love back. And right. it comes back tenfold. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and, even, and even if you're not a, a Christian or a biblical person, it's still a fabulous thing to live by because why wouldn't you, regardless of your belief system, why wouldn't you want to treat other people the way you yourself want to be treated? I mean, it's, it's such a, it's like humanity 101. And absolutely. And it's a really simple to live it's not hard to live like that no no agreed all and right it makes you a better person it makes you love yourself more at the same time because when you're doing good to others and you're getting a positive reaction from them it makes you feel better about you so it's a win-win <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> all right the last fun thing you did oh i always do fun things okay the last, the last fun thing, thing. Did, like like what like just doesn't um, matter like a big thing, a little thing. Doesn't uh, matter. However you want to answer. Hmm. You know, it's interesting through this time that we're at in life right now. You know, we've definitely scaled back into the most simplest of <laughs> pleasures because, you know, um, you know, I, I my guy's been gone for a while. Um, he's back on the East Coast taking care of his mom, and so I've had a lot of time alone. And I really made, and it's, I've made myself, and when I say that, because sometimes it's just easier to stay home, but I've made myself just take a, go walk to the beach and sit down and watch sunset. Oh. Just break my day, break in the day, even if I'm in the middle of working, and, and put the guilt out of my mind that I'm not taking the dogs, but I'll just take a towel, and I'll literally go sit down at the beach and just ignore everybody and just watch the sunset and just have that peace, right? And so... For me, you know, I love people. I love to be around people. But I really also love the simplicity of finding those great moments all by yourself 
even when you're all by yourself all the time, there right. still can be deep moments that you have with yourself. I love that. Absolutely love that. All right, now it's time to take our deeper dive into what Isha is all about. Isha Inspired is the name of your brand, your company. And you tell us about the four, I don't know if you call them pillars or concepts, or why don't you explain what all that means, how it all got started, and what, what each one means to you. So um, as I said earlier, I'm primarily a wardrobe consultant. I've owned storefronts for many, many years, and now everything that I have is online. And um, my business has really shifted over the years because even though it started as a retail business, like I said, I fall in love with women. Like I fall in love hard. Sometimes I think it's almost like a problem because I fall so deep in love with people. And I really connect with women. And so it's really fun because I'm not – I love all kinds of women. I love all different backgrounds. I love all different financial classes. I love all different sizes. I love all different ages. We all can learn from each other. And I just so enjoyed having that one-on-one, that intimate time with women and, and really getting to know them. And so my business shifted into more personal styling. And after the personal styling happened, then I had opportunities that kept opening up, like being able to um, host TV shows because I had such great connections with people and write columns for magazines. And even though everything was in fashion, it gave me platforms to be able to talk about how women need to fall in love with themselves and that the most important accessory you can put on is confidence. Doesn't matter what you're wearing. Doesn't matter what size it is. Doesn't matter how much you paid for it. It's how you feel in it. And so my business has really evolved into and when I say intimate, it's funny because I have a lot of clients, but I, I love to say hello, fabulous to people. And when I say that, I'm saying it to you. And even though I may say that to every woman I talk to today, I'm like, oh, it's fabulous, Rochelle. You know, and in my head, I go through like this little file of like all the fabulous things about you. And it's like that with, with all of my clients. So I um, have a website, Isha Inspired, and there's so much more to me than just the fashion side. So my four pillars are fashion, food, fitness, and faith. Fashion, just like I said, has nothing to do with what you're wearing, how much you spent on it. It, it. None of that matters. Where you got it. it has everything to do with how you feel about yourself and your posture when you're wearing that and the smile that comes on your face and the eye contact that you're making with people. Um, that's what fashion to me is about. The food side, girl, I love to eat and I love to cook. I love to cook. Where now I've been teaching some online cooking classes. Now I want a cooking school. <laughs> I want to teach cooking classes. I love it so much. But I'm vegetarian, so and I don't eat carbs. I don't eat anything processed. So I've really like it's been an interesting adventure. So food for me, just like dressing yourself in confidence, you got to take care of your body, right? You got to put the right food into your body, and and that doesn't mean you can't eat things that are bad every once in a while. I love me some tacos and chips and salsa and burritos. I can eat a lot of them, but but nourishing your body, like. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. Feed your body as you want to be fed in life, right? Mm -hmm. Fitness side, I've taught Jazzercise for 17 years this year. Wow. In October, it'll be my 17-year anniversary. I've been doing it for over 31 years. And I actually teach for the founder, and I call her the queen of Jazzercise, um, at her two studios here and teach out of my home. And um, I just, I love 
the movement and jazzercise really fits in with everything I do because again it's women of all ages all sizes all different backgrounds and it's just a place that you come in everybody falls in love with each other and everybody wants to be there and wants to be there together it's not a competitive place it's really a happy place so for me fitness is finding what what works for you because we have to move it is so important for the longevity of our life and how we feel in life to keep moving as long as we possibly can and then the faith side i am a christian i was raised a christian i love god i um, spend a lot of time with god i have run book studies and spent time with women from all different types of um, religious backgrounds and it's not even about religion it is about your spirituality and the, the the peace that you give yourself that quiet time not going to watch the sunset that meditation going on a hike by yourself you know, it might be reading the Bible or reading some other book um, that works for you. But the faith side is just that quiet time that you give to yourself that kind of sets you and aligns you for, for all of those other parts. So, again, the fashion, food, fitness, faith, hey, it's about how you feel about how you look, right, and how you present yourself to the world. It's how you nourish your body. How are you moving your body? And then how are you feeding your soul? Wow. So those are, those are the, they are the pillars. I like it. Hold me up. Well, and it's very, it's very complete. Mm-hmm. It's very whole. W h o l e. I mean, it's it's yeah. you know the whole thing, the whole person. Well, and any woman, woman can make it her own thing, you know. So it's like, um, you know, I'm vegetarian. I cook my vegetarian classes, but I tell them, hey, you can do this, you can do that, you can have this kind of meat. This will work. Put this seasoning on. Blah blah blah. You know, same thing with the faith side. Hey, this is what I like to do. You can call it whatever you want. You can journal and figure out whatever it is for you. And even the the fashion side, you know, it doesn't have to be, it it doesn't, you don't have to be stylish to wear confidence, right? Right. You just have to be confident to to wear confidence. So it it is, thank you. I love that, that it's whole because it feels very whole to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to share with our audience how we met? Yes, and it's kind of like, it's funny because it's like, when I think of it, it's such a beautiful moment. And then when I really think about it, I'm like, it was such a scary moment in both of our lives. And such a divine moment, right? Right. Yes. You know, that whole, you're in the right place at the right time. And um, so you and I have both had uh, uh, questionable mammograms. Yes. And we wound up at Scripps Hospital in the, the room, I don't know what we want to call that room, but it's a scary room. The, wait, the waiting room. Yeah, the, <laughs> the waiting, waiting room, the scary waiting room. And and we were both scared because we were going in for ultrasounds to really find out what the next um, what the next thing was. And, you know, it's, it's awkward and almost uncomfortable because, like, it's not really a place to strike up a conversation with people because there is anxiety and there, right. there is this thing. And I can't remember, do you remember which one of us said something first? No, I don't. I don't. I don't even remember how it started. I just remember it was just like, oh, we were just attracted to each other. Yes, that's what I remember. Just being instantly um, intrigued by um, by you, just the, your presence when you walked in. And, and a lot of it is, I think, what you're describing here, you know, confidence. Even though it was the scary moment, you came in as this... Uh, confident woman and I was already in the room I had already been waiting in the waiting room and um 
you came in and I don't remember who started the conversation, but we we kept talking and talking and talking. It was so great that you know, on the one hand, it was taking them so long to call one of us back because we were getting to know each other. Well, and I remember we had nothing with us because we had to wear those little gowns, right? Yes, right? And so I was like, I want to give you my card. I want. I remember feeling almost like desperate if I don't find this woman again. Like this was more than us just talking in this mm-hmm. room. And I remember even telling the tech, like, I have to find that woman. I have to go grab a card. And I think she even went into the room that you were in and brought the card in there so that you had it. Well, okay, keep going, keep going. So but one of the the most powerful moments of that because you're definitely just this beautiful loving woman like you really do exude love and just um calm right you're mm-hmm. just you're very calm and that was good for me because I can be like like that fabulous <laughs> crazy that I told you and so you were very calm and I remember us coming out and we saw each other in the hallway and you you wanted to know all about mine. I remember you asked me so many questions like, how was it? Was everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm so excited. And I go, how was yours? And there wasn't something so favorable on yours yes. at that time. Yes. And I remember just thinking, oh my gosh. Like just thinking here, this woman is loving on me and was more concerned with me than sharing that you had just gotten not as favorable news. Right. Yes. 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 I remember we really clicked and we were talking and then I don't remember which one of us got called back first, but I do also remember that moment of feeling, Oh no, how do I, how do I, I I can't lose this lady. I can't, I mean, I I need to keep this connection going. And I also remember, um, I, I remember kind of feeling you out like, oh, and you know, you would just move from Reno and, and you know, kind of what you do. And I was like, oh, what do the four F's stand for? And then when you said faith, I was like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that is so awesome. So I remember we talked about that for a bit and then we eventually both went to our, in, into our own different rooms. And I remember pretty much the whole time I was having my thing done, um, praying for you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just like, Oh Lord, please, you know, just all the things that you say in those moments of desperation yeah. for someone else. And, um, I remember the gal saying, okay, if the doctor comes in, then that means they've seen something and you have to go to the next step. And sure enough, he came in and I was just like, expletive crap (laughs) you know like oh no not you he goes yeah yeah we see a little something you're gonna need to come back for a biopsy and it's like okay okay Mm -hmm. all right so I remember thinking should I rush up to the receptionist lady and say what happened to that lady I, I you know I I need you to I need to get her phone number, which I knew they wouldn't give me. Or can you give her my number? Or, And then we ran into each other, I think, either in the hall or, or the dressing room. And yeah. it was, and then it was like, how was it? How was it? How was it? So, uh, I, of course, to, to finish that story for me, I, I, I did end up going back another time. And uh, they saw a little something. 
And um, he said, oh, I want to try a little, I want to try something first. And I said, okay. So he took a needle in and it turned out, he says, if this disappears, this is going to be really good. I was like, okay, Lord, that'd be pretty awesome if this thing disappeared. And he, whatever, did his thing with the needle. And then he was like, now I can't see it anymore. But you have to go to the next son. You have to go back to the sonogram room and get the films. And now we have to make sure we really cannot see it. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it turned out they could not see it. It had been some sort of a little cyst or something that he may disappear through the magic of the needle. And um, so that that turned out well. But, you know... As women, as people, honestly, we just never know. You just don't know. I mean, uh, we haven't really mentioned the fact that your mom passed. Mm-hmm. So that is something that, that you live with. And mm-hmm. you lost her. It's not like you lost her yesterday. You lost her some time ago. And 27 years ago. Yeah, see, that's a long time to go yeah. without your mom. That really is. Especially if you had a good relationship with your mom, which obviously you did, but, but uh, yeah, she did. And you know, and I think that that's why though, is I so deeply connect with women is because I didn't have that. I didn't have a mom, you know, really she was, I was 21 when she got sick and I was 22 turning 23 and getting married and she passed away before my wedding. So two weeks after her 45th birthday, mm. And, you know, it's funny because I've never really felt gypped in life. I mean, of course, sad. I mean, of course, right? I never felt like, um, why me? Why my mom? Why did I have to be this way? It, it never was that because I feel like I was really given gifts in life to have these amazing moments with meeting women like you and just having this deep connection that just lasts that you can't even explain. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a part of each other's everyday life. Right. But but that that love is just there. You know, somebody else is loving on you and praying for you and, and wishing the best for you. Right. And, um, so, you know, it is, it is, it is, a um, gosh, women, we're just amazing. We're just so beautiful and so fabulous. And like women just take my breath away. I love what I do so much. Like <laughs> I can't even believe it's really what I do sometimes. And, and it's funny because we're talking about breasts and women and, you know, in our bodies is probably one of our biggest issues for yes. women, right? Yes. We have such, um, I, such hangups on our bodies. Yes. Terrible. Oh, I wish I could wipe that away from all of us, including myself, but I'll never forget this one time this woman came in and she was shopping with me and I've seen everybody naked. Okay. Because it's just <laughs> like when I'm styling somebody, like they'll just take it all off. And, this woman, she's like, can you come in and help me? And I walk in and she was probably 82 years old and she was completely naked. And the thought that went through my mind was no wonder men are so obsessed with us. She was, it, it, she was so beautiful Aww. and she had the body of an 82 year old woman. I mean, she had wrinkles and skin. I mean, you could tell this body, but I was like, even at 82, she was so feminine and hips and, you know, right. we have a little fat on us that men don't have. We have yeah. curves places. And I just thought, oh, my, I mean, I was like, like, I'm obsessed with women. Like, I just love it so much. I love just looking at women and just seeing the beauty in them. And 
boy, it's sure something when a woman kind of sees that in herself too. And, oh my gosh, the, the work you're doing in that sense, actually on all four of your pillars is so important because that's, there's so much that we need to combat through right now social media. It used to just be TV and movies, and now it's gone way beyond, and magazines. Let's not forget the magazines. And now it, it's it's gotten so much more pervasive and not even just daily, it's like almost hourly. Because, you know, some people are on their devices and seeing things um, but some of that too, though, is, um, you get to, you kind of get to choose what you take out of those things. And, you know, I have been on TV and in media for over 20 years. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You know, I think a lot of people when I was heavy on TV and hosting things and I lived in Reno, which is the biggest little city and I, I was almost oversaturated in the market. And I know there were people that were not a fan of me or got tired of being me or, or, or whatever and had an opinion of me, thinking that I was something shallow because I was in fashion. And, and it was really quite something as women got to know me, how many times they'd be like, wow, you're totally different than I expected you to be. Like, I so thought you were something else. Do you know, in all the 20 years, I had never but one time had a negative comment made to me on social media or anything that I've ever done on TV or in magazines. Wow. One time. And honestly, I'm sure it's happened a lot and I don't see it because I choose not to see it because right. I feel like my purpose and my power and my path, purpose, power, path. Ooh, Ooh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> that, that I just, it's like I have blinders on because it just doesn't matter to me. If, if I'm not the right fit for somebody else, that's okay. I'm not offended. So well, I suppose I still not offended. Like, I, I, th I think, you know, we have been uh, alive a little longer. I'm thinking, and, and can be, I think, a little yeah. more wise and discerning. But I'm thinking of my 19-year-old daughter who, you know, gets flooded with this and doesn't feel good, you know. And I'm thinking of that age group that's that's growing up with this in a way that we did not grow up with it, it, it um, to the level that it's at. Now. And I agree with you, and especially, you know, right now, um, you know, with everything, we're, we're all under some stress and duress right now, right? Because we just, so much is unknown. I do feel like things are shifting, though. I, I agree. do feel like even young women are, um, because I think that we're doing a good job as being that little bit older generation of, of cause we're actively trying to help young women, right? Right. We don't want them to live that way. We don't want them to feel that way. So I feel like there's just a really big shift happening. I agree. And a, a really big shift where we're coming back to basics in a huge way, in a huge way. And basics don't really have room for that. Right. So, um, I think that I just feel like we're in a shift and Hey, I want to be a part of that, right? Whatever I can do to help young women feel good about themselves because we all, we all have beauty every one of us and it's just different it's not the same in any of us right any of us none of us are the same you know Agreed. so teaching them and being a mentor to young girls is such an important thing for us too and again doing what i'm doing because i have a wide variety of age groups so my son works for me he's 21 years old so a lot of his girlfriends and not girlfriend girlfriends but like his friends that are girls 
love what I do. They, they love being a part of it. They love watching it. And so it's great. So I'm like, Hey, I have more opportunity to be able to inspire a young person, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be able to feel good. So, you know, we have as much as social media can also be taxing times, but we have that tool. It's a free tool for us to use to yes. encourage others and inspire others. Absolutely. So I love, I love social media for that. But again, I, I think I have blinders on. <laughs> no, but that's good because you choose not to partake in um, the negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you choose to keep it positive and affirming and inspiring and authentic and fabulous. And do unto others as you want done unto you. That's so right. I want to be, I want, I want people to feel fabulous for me. And so I want to be filled with fabulous from them. So right. I love that. I love that too. Any, any final thoughts before we close? <sighs> I just think you are just such an amazing woman, like such a, um, a wonderful divine moment that we had at meeting each other. And just, it's really exciting to see you grow right now and find this passion and this path. And I'm just really excited to see what what the world has waiting for you and how you're gonna to get to make so much impact. And I'm just really proud of you and excited um, you. to see what's going on because you just you radiate beauty oh. and just love and <laughs> and and playfulness too as you get to know you. Like so it's so fun to be able to do this. So Kudos to you. Well, you're amazing, and I'm excited for you. Thank you for that. And I have to say, in the same way you love what you're doing, I love what I'm doing. And we have very parallel goals. I mean, they're they're harmonized, they're in sync, they're unified. You know, women, you are just the way you are. You are enough right now, just the way you are. And yep. you don't have to be apologetic about it. Just go live your best life. Go be you. So you inspire me very much. And uh, so it's been two years since we met. And I just love that. And I look forward to your man coming back. And maybe the four of us can can get together. Yes. That would be fun. That would be such a treat. Well, thank you. Thank you, Isha, for taking out time for us today. And uh, I'll let you know when this is all put together. And... Um, you can share it on your, your, yes. your stuff and then send me a picture unless, right. unless you want me to grab one, send one to me. Okay. Okay. I'll Thank you, my dear. I'll do that right now. I love you so much. I love you too. I'm so Thank proud you. of you, honey. I'm proud of you too. All right. Okay. Take I'll, care. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Yes, I did mispronounce a word. It's expletive, not expletive. Emphasis on the wrong syllable. Oh, it happens. Now, how about those four pillars? Fashion, how you feel about how you look. Food, how you nourish your body. Fitness, are you moving your body? Faith, how are you feeding your soul? Thank you to our guest today, Isha, for articulating her purpose and calling and how we can share in these four aspects in our own lives. There's a short blog for each episode at unabashedyou.com. Check it out. Join the conversation. You can email us at unabashedyou at gmail.com. Have something to say? I'd love to hear it. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already done so, I 
I do ask that you take a moment to rate and review us there. Do not collect any personal information, and it takes about a minute. It's a great way for the podcast to be discovered and to reach more and more women who will wear their confidence. And now our blessing. When she is in her wholeness, she works from a place of blessing. From this place, she radiates grace. She is vast like the sky. When she works in her brokenness, she works from her place of prayer. From here, she radiates sensitivity and connection. She is rooted like the earth. Both are her places of power. And that is Sukhvinder Sirkar. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. And I say a big amen to that blessing. Ladies, go find your confidence. Claim and proclaim that you are unabashed. Go be 